Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. Every year, more than 600,000 people go missing and 4,400 unidentified bodies are found, according to KXNet. This is just in one year, you guys. I think we owe it to these people to keep their cases alive, and we all know that just one podcast can reignite the case, so we will occasionally be doing local missing persons from North Dakota and Michigan, the two states that we live in, so that we can do our part to help their family find their loved ones or the closure that they so desperately need. Yes, let's do it, because we all know there's a lot of missing persons. There are. What you just said. And I'm like... And I'm, like, really surprised at how many are in North Dakota for, like, such a tiny population. The database for North Dakota's missing people actually specifically separate normal missing person cases and indigenous missing people cases. Oh, what the fuck? And, like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe they're trying to bring awareness to the huge issue of more missing indigenous people. It's happening everywhere. Do you have a lot of indigenous people there? Yes, we do. Very much so, yeah. Maybe it's good then but it kind of sounds bad yeah i can't tell i can't tell what they're going for but something that bothers me is that our missing person database doesn't even have photos a majority of the time and none of them have any info on where they were what happened any info at all it's just their name no picture and a date they need a new person for that database it's very upsetting because we only like when i say a lot of missing people i mean 150 is a lot for us but it's not that much like as far as keeping a database up to date yeah and like it's all about the details too especially the pictures like that's the bare minimum yeah that's so important like at the very least draw a fucking picture damn (laughs) don't be like that sketch artist though in our last Oh my god, what was that for? That was hilarious. Yeah, don't do that. Oh man. Today, we will be discussing the missing person case of Chase Hurdle, who has been missing for an entire year as of this October. In order to find Chase, it is vital that we continue coverage and share the details to the locals who may be able to help us piece together what happened to this young man who had a bright future ahead of him. Chase Hurdle will be featured in a show called Never Seen Again on Paramount Plus. And while shows can be fantastic to continue the popularity of a case and keeping the attention of the general public, it can also do a lot of harm perpetuating incorrect information. So I really want to jump on this case. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Chase was 18 years old at the time of his disappearance, living with his two siblings and family in Bismarck, North Dakota. Chase and his siblings attended Bismarck High School and Chase was an honors student pulling straight A's. As a current honors student, that is like a huge feat, especially during the high school years when you have so much drama and like feelings going on. And I mean, not only was Chase a straight A student, but he was also very active in extracurricular activities such as soccer, hiking, and choir. Wow. Like I couldn't even go to school and come home and do homework. Dude, same. Like I had a job after school and that was a lot, but like even when I didn't, I like never fucking did shit. Like, compared to me being an honors student now, it's kind of funny. Yeah, that is kind of weird because you do a lot of shit. I do. I do, like, a 
shit ton of stuff, but like, I don't, I don't, my ADHD was really bad, <laughs> I guess. On the morning of November 2nd, 2021, Chase left his house like he would on any other school day. His family had no idea that this would be the last time they would see their son before his mysterious disappearance. However, Chase only stayed at school until about 9 a.m. before he leaves campus for unknown reasons. By the end of the day, Chase would never return home from school and his family quickly became worried because Chase has gone missing before in the past. Chase was found in the community and returned to the family with a case of amnesia-induced confusion. So, I mean, they didn't skip a beat and immediately reported their son missing. Oh, that's really creepy. Yeah, I couldn't, like, find anything about what, like, caused the amnesia or if they knew. So, like, that's really weird to me. But yeah, I mean, he certainly, it sounds like he did have some depression issues, but I, you know, it's hard to say if it's not the amnesia causing that. I mean, I'd be pretty depressed if I couldn't remember my past or whatever. Something kind of pulls me in the direction that, like, either something happened at school that kind of induced the amnesia and, like, he just left. I was kind of wondering that myself, like, if there was, like, an emotional reason behind it. Um, you know, I'm sure they just didn't want, like, their personal life out there for that particular thing, but I couldn't find any info on it. It's just weird that nobody saw him, like, leave. Dude, right? At my school, they'd be like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> exactly. Like, they literally, like, locked the doors during lunch for us. You're a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really fucked up, dude. Now, this amnesia incident happened back in July, and like I said, I couldn't really find any information on what caused the amnesia. The parents did go on to mention that Chase was actively seeking and receiving support from the community to basically deal with his amnesia and depression, but, I mean, his family is adamant that they believe that this was a situational thing, and they do not believe it is happening again. And I mean, time and time again, we have said that the parents know their children best. So I, if they believe this, then so should we. Also, it doesn't seem like it was common for him to do it for so long and he's been missing for a year. So that's a long amnesia. If so. Yeah, it is a really long time. And it's like, I understand that sometimes we can have hope and it's really hard to let it go. But when it comes to like the personality of your child, like you're going to know the most. So I'm going to take their word for it that you know, whatever happened, they assume it was a one-time thing. So maybe it was a head injury. Who knows? You know, it can be a one-time thing. Yeah, it seemed like they knew that he was having these issues, so... Yeah, and it sounds like they were actually pretty on top of it and making sure he got support rather than hiding it, which is really good. And immediately, investigators got to work searching for Chase, and everyone remained hopeful as they knocked on doors and surveillance the school and even local businesses. As this went on, the family was doing everything that they possibly could in order to help find their son. They were putting up posters and finding volunteers to help with their search. The police even put out a statement on social media stating that all businesses were encouraged to check their video cameras for sightings of Chase. His father even flew in from Arizona to help with the search. Damn, they're doing a lot. That's awesome. I know, like, this is, like, the bare minimum you should be doing, which is sad that, like, we're excited about it. This is, like, the best a case could go. Like, these parents are trying. The community is trying. Like, they're, like, the police are even trying, which we don't always see. Mm-hmm. Between businesses looking at their surveillance cameras, sightings, and cell phone records, investigators were able to track some of Chase's movements and predict his path. His route included sightings between West Rosser Avenue and West Main Street, along with the Memorial Bridge. Despite the 
this sighting, his last known location was the Bank of North Dakota. At this time, foul play is not suspected, and currently there is only one lead really being explored by police. See, it's a red flag that the last time they saw him was at the bank, which means he was probably withdrawing money. I was interested to know that too, like... I know that they piece this together with, like, cameras, but I'm curious, like, did he bank there? Did he withdraw any money? They'd know more if he withdrew money. You think that they would, and I also think that if he had withdrawn money, this next theory really wouldn't make any sense, so I don't think he did. Police received reports of a man jumping off Memorial Bridge, the same bridge where Chase was spotted shortly before the incident. While there is no way to confirm that Chase was the one who jumped off the bridge, it leaves me to wonder why a teenager had to go missing before it was ever reported to begin with. However, what we do know is that a send dog was able to track Chase up until the spot where the unknown teenager jumped from the bridge. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Who just, like, sees somebody jump off a bridge and then, like, goes about their day? Yeah, that's my thing. And, like, I get that people do jump off bridges to swim, but I think you can usually tell the fucking difference. Yeah, not only that, but, like, if I seen somebody jump off a bridge, I would, like, watch them and make sure they're okay. Yeah, I would definitely, like, see and then call if I had any fucking concerns. But it sounds like it was all reported as sightings for him, and I'm just like, what? The police have made every attempt possible to search through the Missouri River that flows below the Memorial Bridge in Bismarck, North Dakota, but have not been able to find the body of whoever jumped from the bridge that day. They have since made a statement saying that the Missouri River is a place that people fish, boat, recreate, on and around, and the Bismarck Police Department is requesting the awareness of citizens on the Missouri River to look out for the individual that jumped into the river and any evidence that may come to the surface. I hate to say it too, this also could have been like a false report as well. Absolutely. It could have been anybody that jumped off the river. I mean, Bismarck is like a city and it's probably like about like Grand Rapids, Michigan-ish to give you like an idea on how big it is. Like it's a little smaller, but... And obviously it is kind of strange that like the dog couldn't track him after the river, which tells us quite a bit, but like still... Exactly. And I mean, if we're sticking to evidence, like the last known actual place that we can confirm is the North Dakota Bank. So it's like it could have gone either way. And uh, I don't know, I found like really conflicting reports on whether the description of the person matched him or not. It sounds like he didn't, but I'm not sure because they were back and forth a lot on it. While witnesses make the best cases, like they can't always determine things. Exactly. A lot of the times witnesses actually lead us on a very very long fucking goose chase and it wastes time, but it's still good that people are reporting. Now, like I said, I did find conflicting reports on whether or not the description of the teen who jumped matched the description of Chase, but the family is once again adamant that they do not believe their son would have jumped from the bridge that day, and they do believe that work still needs to be done to locate their son. If you or someone you know may know anything about this case, please call the Bismarck Police Department or 911 to report what you know. It will be in our case notes. It is so important we keep this case alive until Chase is found, so let's do our part to report anything that may be relevant to the case, so long as it's truthful and not sending police on a wild goose chase. And also, something that stuck out to me is that he was doing things you don't do if you're going to commit suicide, typically, and that was 
he was applying to college. He actually received a letter where he was accepted into North Dakota State University literally the week that it happened. And I mean, while he didn't know he was accepted, making those steps for the future is typically not something you see in a suicide case. Usually you'll kind of give up. You'll start, you'll stop trying. Um, you won't be planning for the future anymore. And those are all really big red flags that people miss oftentimes or like they might, they might start giving away things, that kind of stuff. And like, he really wasn't showing any of those signs. With that being said, people don't always do that. People don't always, you know, conform to that statistic. So you really have no way of knowing. And like, this case could go anyway, and we're just hoping for the best at this point. Yeah, we're absolutely hopeful that, uh, you know, at the very least, this family can get the closure that they need um, and just know what happened to their son. Call if you know anything about Chase. Bye. Bye.